Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1531. The topic is mindset and the title is What I Struggle With and How I Work to Correct It. I was talking with a client recently and they are struggling to process the things going on in their life. And it has caused them to lash out to somebody close to them. They're kind of feeling like crap about it. And they're working to address it and they're just kind of struggling. And I was telling them that, you know, everybody everybody has something. Everybody has challenges in life. Everybody has moments that you're unprepared for. And we react. Unfortunately, sometimes the reaction isn't positive. But we can learn from that. We can work to correct it. And we can grow from it. And in our conversation, they had said, you know, you seem to have good control of yourself. I wish I were that way. And I was like, well, you absolutely can be. I said, it's just doing what we're doing now, talking about things, you know, reading books, da 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 And they said, yeah, but it seems so natural for you. I wish it was easier for me. And I was like, it's not natural. I work on things all the time. And then we started talking about it, and he said that it made him feel better to hear that other people had struggles and challenges. And I guess I kind of overlook it in the sense of that being a novel thing um, because I've worked with so many people. I've worked with over 3,000 people. Everyone has something. So to me, it no longer, it's not a shock. Um, I guess I don't feel alone. (laughs) That would be a good way of saying it. I don't feel alone in my struggles because I know everyone struggles with something. But since it did help him to hear uh, the things that I work through, I thought it might make a good podcast. So if you are struggling with stuff in life, and we'll talk more about like what those certain type of things might be, but that kind of mindset issues. If you're struggling with that, you're not alone. Every freaking person on the planet struggles with something. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're not you know doomed to live a miserable life. If you're struggling with something, welcome to the world. Everyone is. But not everybody addresses it. And that can be the part where you kind of can address your struggles and work to rise above them. And that can help alleviate some stress and some challenges that you're, you're facing in life. So I want to go through a couple that I struggle with. And I thought, it, like again, just might be fun to hear. So one of the things I struggle with, and I tell clients this all the time, so it's kind of like we're better at giving advice than we are at taking it, is that something is better than nothing. When it comes to my training, I get very frustrated uh, internally if my workouts can't be the quality that I know they can be. And whether it's just crazy events happen that day uh, or just whatever the situation might be, is I know that if I set a 10-minute timer and I just do some bodyweight squats and push-ups, that that's better than nothing. But And I do it. I do it. I've worked out every single day for multiple years in a row. So I have done my fair share of like, well, I guess this will just have to count for the day <laughs> kind of workouts. But I still don't like it. After 20-some years, it still bugs me, and I still have to convince myself every time that this is worth it. <laughs> and it's wild because, you know, I, I convinced myself last week. I convinced myself, you know, last month. I convinced myself a million times, and I still have to do it fresh every single time to say, okay, I'm wanting to go do, you know, a full workout at the gym. I don't have time for that. I don't even have time to get anything in at home. 
you know, with the equipment we have. I'm just going to do some bodyweight squats while I microwave some rice. <laughs> you know, and, and you do it. But every time I do it, I get mad and I get frustrated. And it's just this internal dialogue of, of anger. <laughs> so even though I do it, I don't like doing it. <laughs> but that is one thing I struggle with. Another thing is a sense of control when it comes to my training is if I have to miss a day, uh, I, I get really frustrated and I'm significantly more frustrated when whatever I have to miss for, I consider to not be as important as my workout. I'll, I'll save all the reasons why because, you know, some of them aren't great for a podcast, but sometimes you have to miss something that's important to you because there's other things that are happening and we'll just leave it at that. And for me, my internal dialogue and just my viewpoint over the day and of everything really goes downhill when I can't work out. Now, I have I started training when I was 15 years old. I started doing push-ups and sit-ups every day, and I'm 39. So I've been doing this for 24 years. And when I first ever did it, I mean the first easy 10 years, it was for me to control my emotional and mental health as much as it was to improve my physical self. So, me getting to train is like therapy. It's like if you miss going to therapy. That's what it feels like for me to miss training. And it is something that I do struggle with. And I I work to try to correct. I work to try to be okay with. But I have usually an internal dialogue that's crappy. So, things will annoy me for the rest of the day that they normally don't. I'll feel short-tempered on the inside. I might not have as great of a conversation or be as fun around people as I would if I didn't have that pressure and that feeling. So that's something I I always try to work on putting in perspective. Okay, you're going to miss one day. One day isn't the end of the world. But then the other voice is like, one day turns into two days. Now all of a sudden you're a lazy piece of crap. (laughs) So I have to deal with that. Um, But I have gotten a lot better at it in the sense that I don't think it outwardly shows. (laughs) But those are two things I struggle with specifically to my training. And then... Some more kind of like life applicable things uh, would be is to think before you speak. When I was younger, I would be much more reactive in conversation. And if I was frustrated, I would I would I would express my frustration, even if the way in which I expressed it might hurt the other person's feelings. And then all of a sudden, as I started to realize, okay, I was hurting people's feelings. Well, that felt worse than like the release of the anger wasn't worth the pain that I was causing some people. So I was like, well, this isn't good. I don't like this. You know, so I started to really focus on when I when I would speak is what am I saying and how will it impact the other person? I really try to consider other people's viewpoints. What's their what's their background? What do I know about them that could relate to what I'm saying? Do they have any current struggles going on that I'm aware of that you know, maybe if I say this, it might hit them in a different way than it hits me. But thinking before you speak is something that I worked on in my teenage years. And then I kind of refined and got better with through my 20s. And now I, I think I do a pretty good job of it. But it's still something that I'm aware that I'm doing. And I've put into practice taking time before I respond to things. Like, I have a 24-hour rule where if I get super 
freaking angry about something. I try not to talk on it for 24 hours so I can give myself time to think of other people's perspectives, to put everything in like a big perspective of life. And that is something that really helps me is just recognize, okay, you know, in a week from now, in a month from now, in a year from now, at the end of my life, will this have mattered? Is this something that I want to make a big deal given the context of the bigger picture? So that's something that I've always worked on and I've, I've gotten pretty good at. Then another one is to say exactly what you want to say, which is to focus on the clarity of word choice. I, I have decent job at this one, but I'm wanting to get even better and better and better. Uh, I don't think I do a great job of it all the time. Not in the sense that I'm hurting people, but if I'm trying to explain something, sometimes I have to say it three or four times before I really want to say what I want to say, you know, that kind of thing. And one of the things I laugh about is I was listening to like a sermon one time and they were talking about this concept of uh, essentially trying not to be angry and mad at people and, and lumping a person into a singular action. So, for example, if somebody cuts you off in traffic... They're not a piece of crap. They're just acting like a piece of crap. <laughs> and there's a bunch of variations of that, but it makes me laugh every time. Is it's true. You know, people make mistakes. Somebody acts like a butthead. It doesn't mean they are a butthead. It just means they had a moment of being a butthead. And that has helped me a lot with business in the sense of just being calm when, you know, things don't go to put away in the gym correctly and a bunch of other situations that happen. Uh, yeah, just a lot when you're running a business. So I've I've worked on trying to be clear in my choices in the sense that it helps me frame the world around me a lot better. So if I if I verbalize even internally what I'm experiencing, who I'm experiencing it with, uh, if I can give kind of better parameters to that, I feel like I have better mental control over how I respond and the general mindset that I maintain throughout the day. You know, do I maintain an attitude of gratitude, which is a much better, healthier, uh, wonderful way uh, to spend your day, is being grateful for the things around you, rather than being hyper-focused on the things you don't have, the things that aren't going well, you know, and saying, like, this always happens to me, or, you know, why why is my life horrible? And then you step back and you're like, actually, it's not really that bad. <laughs> I'm being a bit of a drama queen here. So it helps to... Be very clear in what you're saying so that way you you have the proper framework, the proper mindset around uh, your reality and, and also within what's like in your control. You know, I try to control everything I can within my life that is of my control and that way whatever's not within my control I don't feel super stressed about because I can't do anything about it anyhow. But at least the things I can do, I'm doing. <laughs> and that makes me feel better. And clarity of word choice, the way you're thinking of things, is super helpful to keep in perspective as to what you do have influence over. And then the last thing that I've had to kind of work on, and this is more recently, is allowing the to-do list to be undone. I, I cannot end the day with everything on my to-do list done. Now that's Partly because I don't know how to make a proper to-do list. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, here's 40,000 things. Let me see how many I can get done today. But rather than, you know, in my mind, I do know, okay, here's the top three. 
let me get those. If I get those done, then it is a good day. But underlyingly, I'm still like, yeah, there's like 5,000 other things I gotta do. <laughs> so I have had to learn that at the end of every day, I will not get done everything that needs to get done. The reason why that's very important is it allows me to uh, reduce pressure and stress throughout the day. The anxiety you feel to try to rush through the day to get everything done. And it also makes me better for conversations, makes me kinder uh, to those around me. Um, and I'm hoping that they never notice that I'm not kind. But I know there's a, a happier, more goofy, fun, talkative me in there. I just sometimes don't take the time to let that person out because he's got too much stuff to do. <laughs> so, like the other day I was leaving the gym uh, at the same time as uh, one of the members. And they were talking about they might have to have hip replacement. And they were super bummed and depressed wondering if they would still be able to work out. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, man. You know, So I was talking about you know famous powerlifters and people who've had hip replacements and they still squat, they still do workouts. And it was a nice conversation. It really only took maybe five minutes. And I feel like it was helpful for them. Um, they thanked me and said it was helpful. <laughs> that it gave them kind of hope and a better perspective. I gave them a couple names to look up and uh, sent them some other resources and stuff. But taking five minutes is hard sometimes. One of my best friends always told me I have to, I need to, I need to work on creating margin in my life, and I was like, what the hell does that mean? You just want me to sit around with nothing to do? Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit in a chair and do nothing, even though I have a million things to do. I was like, that makes no damn sense. But he was right, of course, and I do need to understand that taking five minutes for a conversation doesn't ruin my day, and I'm still gonna get enough done, but also understanding that I'll never get everything done, and. With that understanding, it is reducing that stress, that anxiety, that pressure you have. And it's allowing me to just be more present in my conversations. And I'm just liking it. It's giving me a better quality of life. So those are things that I'm currently working through that are kind of like mindset-related things. And I feel the as I work through them, I am happier in life. I feel like I have better control over my life. And it's just going well. So thank you to the client who thinks I have everything together. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, certainly not. But I hope that for them it was helpful to hear that other people struggle. And I hope that if you felt isolated or alone in your struggles that you no longer feel that way, at least to, to a small degree. And I want you to know that everybody struggles with something. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You just have to work on it. You know, so everybody struggles with something, but not everybody addresses it. And you can be the person who does. And as you address it, even if it's challenging, even if it's stressful, uh, it does lead to a better quality of life. Okay. Well, I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions or if you just want to reach out, let me know what you're struggling with. And maybe I can help or maybe I'll make another podcast on it or who knows. But if you want somebody to listen, if you want to reach out, I'm always here. My email is brutalarenjim at gmail.com. Well, if you like today's podcast or the podcast in general, please share it. The more people we share the podcast with, the more people we can help. That's the whole point. <laughs> We're just trying to help as many people as we can. Thank you to those who financially support the podcast with donations. You can do so on our website at www.brutalironjim.com. We have options there for one-time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation. The cost is well over $1,000 a year for hosting costs. That was a weird way of saying that. <laughs> and then uh, give an hour to it every day, and we're going to keep it for free. So the donations go a long way towards all of that. So thank you very much. 
If you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. I post on Instagram every day. I post on YouTube a lot more, and I'm going to keep going with those. Uh, so definitely check us out on those two platforms. And then if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening. <laughs>